Good morning, good afternoon, or good something in between. Welcome to today's episode of The Cat Season 4, Mick Ronald's Day. I'm Springer. And I'm Jen. Our music comes from audionautics.com. McRonald's Day was well on its way. It had been over a week since Torbett and Gwen had arrived, and they had now set up camp in the front room of the McRonald's store, which was completely empty with no visitors. Why, honey, this is so much fun. I love this, said Gwenny. I always wanted to do one of those willing worker kind of things where we go to a third world country, we go to a, a third world and, and country and like help out. And, and this is kind of the third world from the sun, uh, or the second. Anyway, you know what I mean. It's so lovely just getting to help these folks do their, do their planning for their McRonald's Day. Torbett and Gwen were making confetti on Venus. Venus confetti was made quite differently from Earth confetti, mostly because the single sheet of paper that Triclops possessed was so old it had begun to have a consistency more like leather than paper, and it thus had to be dipped into an acid spring before Torbid and Gwen could hole punch out little bits of confetti. Aw oh, yeah, honey, we're having a good time, aren't we now? Now quick, get that stuff out of the acid. Okay, here's your hole punch. They punched away at the confetti for a good half an hour before Gwenny said, Oh, lovey, I think I'm getting carpal tunnel syndrome from all this punching. It really makes my paw stiff. Come on, I think we've got enough. We've got like a whole box. Let's take it back to the restaurant. They put all the confetti that they had managed to not drop either back into Acid Spring or into the green sand into a little box and went back to the restaurant, but on their way, they got lost. Eventually, they walked into a building that looked very similar to the restaurant. It was an old, moldy, falling apart tent, but the name of the restaurant was not on the front. Torben Gwen never had been good with names, though, and so they walked into the Venus Arcade. Whoa, look at all the lights. Oh, Lovey, this is just like we're in Vegas. Do you remember when we went to Vegas? Yeah, yeah. That was the first place we went on our honeymoon. How oh, can I forget? Uh, anyway, um, well, uh, I don't know what we're doing here. Oh, this place is so romantic, said Gwen. I think we should just, we should just play a little poker for old time's sake. Maybe give it the old roulette wheel a spin. Okay, whatever you say, honey. Here, here's some coins. They looked around but could find neither a poker table nor a roulette wheel. But what they did find was a Mrs. Pac-Man machine. Said Quenny. I love it. Can't we please have it? We could use it as a trailer with the stove, with the oven. I need the Miss Pac-Man machine. Can I have it, lovely? Ah, oh, Gwenny, you're so cute when you make those big eyes at me. Oh, of course we can have it. Let's just hook it up and we'll pull it on back to the other tent. So they hooked up the Miss Pac-Man machine and hauled it out of the arcade and back to the McRonald's shop. 
Whoa, this is cool. I've never seen a genuine one of those. Said Rascal, that's really cool. Those were made like 40 years ago. Yeah, it's an antique, said Gwenny. We're gonna use it as a camping trailer. Now we'll put it right behind the oven and it'll carry all our supplies wherever we need to go. Whoa, this is cool. I wish we could keep it in the McRonald's. I mean, we do get to keep it until you actually leave, so this will be great. Let's play. Rascal let go of what he had been holding, which was a large hydrogen-filled balloon shaped like Ronald Reagan's ray gun. As it began to shoot upward, Rascal quickly realized his mistake and jumped up, holding on to it. His weight was barely enough to pull it back down to the ground. Triclops had had to suspend his diet to keep Rascal able to carry it, as Rascal was the only person in McRonald's able to, and was barely able to now that he had lost a good 10 pounds from his diet. Oh, this is so hard to hold on to. Does anybody have a rope? We should just tie it down. Oh, well, I've got some bubble gum, said Gwenny. Here. She pulled it out of her mouth and stuck it onto the tether for the balloon. They tied the bubble gum to the top of the McRonald's shack, which creaked and almost flew away when they did so. But it didn't, and soon they were back inside, sitting next to Triclops, who was cooking up something deep fried. Yeah, try this, it's my latest concoction said Triclops. Rascal grabbed onto it. It was a strange, strip-like piece of deep-fried something, and Rascal took a huge bite. Delicious pickle juice dripped down his chin. Wow, this is amazing. What is it? said Rascal. This is the best food I've ever tasted. It's delicious. It's a hundred thousand million times better than that diet scampers put me on that consisted of just grapefruit. Ah, well, you guessed it, it's pickled grapefruit peels, special from Neptune. Neptune? Pickles come from Neptune? Pickled grapefruit? Jupiter, I mean. Oh yeah, those purple, Jupiter. Um, purple? No, blue, I meant. Okay, um, yum, this was kind of, uh, it's nasty, I can't eat this, this is horrible, this is way too horrible, I cannot possibly eat more of this. Rascal threw to the ground a thing he had been enjoying so much only seconds earlier. The mere thought of it being pickled grapefruit peels had made him ill. I can't believe you tricked me like that. I'm never trusting you again. Ah, oh, chill out, you uptight cat. Come on, did you get the dirigible tethered out there? Yeah, we used bubble gum and it's now attached to the roof of the tent. It should attach on pretty well. Triclops rolled his eyes up towards the ceiling, and there was a rhythmic pulsing in the roof that let light in underneath the eaves every single time. Ah, he said. It must be bouncing in the wind. Well, hasn't taken the roof off yet. <laughs> All right, what other preparations do we have to do? Well, uh, Lovey and I, we made the confetti. Here's the box of it. Torbid looked at the box and pulled it open, and with that, all the confetti exploded outward, for it was really under quite a bit of pressure in the little box, and it completely coated to McRonald's tent before falling to the ground and becoming absolutely invisible. Well, I guess we'll just leave it where it lies, said Triclops. What else do we have? 
Are we all ready for the festivities tomorrow? I don't know, said Rascal. You are the one making the food, are you? Well, the whole kitchen's filled with food that we can't use, so I guess I am. But, uh, well, we can't eat it at least. But it'll be alright for tomorrow. You know, Deep Fry gets kinda soggy after a day or two, but that's alright. We'll just, uh, serve it, and I think we're ready. Okay, said Rascal. And so they all went to sleep, excitedly anticipating the next day, McRonald's Day. The next morning they woke up and the preparations were in full swing as they completely coated the tent with moldy banners and everything they could find. They worked on it and they worked on it all day until finally it was only minutes away from the four o'clock exhibition of McRonald's Day. The miners were beginning to get excited. Even if they were used to McRonald's and had seen McRonald's Day year after year, there was nothing else to celebrate. The exit was already a week old and wasn't quite the anomaly it had been when it first appeared. And so the miners were lining up outside of McRonald's waiting to see what would happen. This is gonna be great, said Rascal. He was wearing his newly arrived McRonald's costume. It was even better than his previous one. Although the previous one had been so horrible, almost anything could be better. It really looked like Ronald Reagan, and Rascal stood up and smiled, ready for the onslaught of new visitors. Up in space, far away, was something that no one could have expected. Past Mars, past Earth, and finally towards Venus came the Starship Avenger, flagship of the Neptunian fleet. On the bridge stood Bukat. Quack! Where are you? Quack! Come back in! Said Bukat. What do you want? Said Zorcanio Quack. What does the Prof Supreme Leader want from me now? I want you to ready the invasion force, said Bukat. Venus is approaching. Drop down the drop ships. Aye, aye, Captain. We shall be attacking in no time at all. I have everything prepared. I'm not your captain, said Buka. I'm the supreme leader. You must address me as so. Now go off to your own ship. Yes, supreme leader. I'm off. And with that, Zorkania Wack went off to her own lead attack ship. The Avenger hovered above Venus. Bukad looked down through her giant camera screen, smiling. But there was something strange above Venus. Something wholly, entirely different and dangerous. It seemed to be a giant ray gun. What can this be? Subukat, they must have built a super weapon during my last invasion. Prepare the bombs. And then, back on Venus, Rasko, Triclops, Torben, Gwen were preparing the festivities. Miners huddled around watching McRonald's. Rascal opened up the canvas door, walked out, flinging sand up to look like confetti. As the banners hung, he held a big pair of scissors ready to cut the giant McRonald's Day band. And with that, something large and black and slightly cylindrical dropped out of the sky, and the McRonald's tent exploded. 
The crowd cheered. If you enjoyed The Cats, you may also enjoy The Wrong Town. The Wrong Town by Springer Moore, co-host of The Cats, and Marley McDonough is a chapter book for 7 to 10 year olds. Kira is just trying to get one good look at the mysterious island off the shore from her cousin's apartment in Baku, Azerbaijan, when a massive wave knocks her amusement train clean off its tracks. She soon washes up on the rocky shore of the island itself and is caught up in the bizarre succession of leaders and revolutions, which begins soon after her arrival on the tiny chunk of land known as the Wrong Town. In this hilarious story of unique characters, bad leaders, and one giant stuffed wolf, you will find out just what happens when you live on an island paved with duct tape and the only things to eat are Mountain Dew and potato chips. The Wrong Town is available in both paperback and ebook formats from Amazon.com.